Hello, everyone, and welcome to Triangles Meditation Group. Today is January 25th, 2021. And we're working in preparation for Thursday's Aquarius new moon. So that's a double opportunity to work with the empowering energies. So our work together each week is to, as most of you know, introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and also to aid them in the forming of triangles. So if you're new to this work and would like to form a triangle or if you're already a member of triangles and would like to form another triangle, you can place your name in the chat box and two other people will surely agree to form a triangle with you. And then you can communicate with each other um, by sending private messages, sharing your email addresses. And we do request that you please register your triangle with us. We like to keep track of all the members. So that's what we ask of you. The other purpose of our work together is to provide a platform for those of us who are already members of triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. And as we work together to strengthen the network, we hope that it will become more magnetic to many other people in the world who will then become interested in this work and form their own triangles. Because of course the network is much bigger than the number of people who participate in these webinars each week. <clears throat> Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and also the power of prayer to uplift and transform planetary consciousness, which is so needed at this time of crisis in our planetary life. The work is simply the establishing of lines of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify their triangular link every day, three people linked together mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And this triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate energies throughout the entire network into the consciousness of all those members of the human kingdom who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. So this work need only take a few minutes each day. And so we encourage you to join in this planetary service if you're so inclined. Also, I'd like to announce that on Wednesday this week, we have two other opportunities to join together. <clears throat> As I mentioned earlier, it is the, we will be celebrating the Aquarius full moon on that day here in New York. And our meeting begins at 6.30 PM. And so if you would like to join up in that important event, please do use the link that's been posted in the chat box. And also on Wednesday, earlier in the day at 12 noon, we'll be having our monthly Goodwill webinar and this month we are focusing on the work of triangles because it is a sister activity to goodwill. And so we hope that 
all Triangles workers, those of you who are participating in this webinar, will grace us with your presence at this webinar as well. <clears throat> but today, after um, our meditation, we're fortunate to have a presentation by a co-worker from Spain, Alicia Garcia. She's a physician and an acupuncturist, as well as being certified in astrological psychology. She's been also a yoga teacher for more than 20 years, as well as a student of the Ageless Wisdom teachings. And she's going to be speaking with us today about creative meditation. And she was trained in this work by the Creative Meditation Group, Sundial House in the UK. And she currently teaches training courses on creative meditation and astrological psychology at the Hoover School as well as being a coordinator for full moon and new moon online meditations. So we look forward so much to hearing from you, Alicia, after the meditation. But now as we always do, let's come together and work with our visualization. <clears throat> Beginning by taking a moment of silence to visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Now within that sphere, visualize a triangle composed of the three planetary centers. of Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing around the triangle in all directions, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, 
the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London. Darjeeling. New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Let's project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. There's a phrase from an ancient teaching that characterizes the time in which we are living as one of rending, which as you know is defined as wrenching or tearing apart. And this word would seem to give us a clear description of what's occurring in our world today. Out of the challenges and obstacles in life, however, new conditions are being forged new ways of living are being generated. 
These tears within the fabric of light let in new light through the cracks and fissures of the old and praying patterns. And if we step outside the bounds of the little system in which we find ourselves, we see that there are always parallels to be found in the starry heavens. We can consider that the whole universe as embodied in the night sky could be viewed as a type of veil, a covering of a great life that substands and underlies it. The stars that shine forth could be viewed as rents within that fabric, revealing a minute, minute measure of the splendor and the enormity of that which is embodied in that great life and which works out over the eons and eons of time. So as we consider the rending process through which we are journeying at this time on our little planet, we can look at it as simply a process that will eventually let more light into our world and into each one of us. And triangles workers aid in this process of rending. We know that life itself is one of constant mutation of building and framing, followed by a period of stabilization, which eventually leads to a gradual breaking down and consequently to a wilderness type experience, only to be followed later by a period when there is the emergence of new ways, better suited to the changing consciousness. And then over time, the whole process begins anew at this time, we seem to find ourselves within both the wilderness phase, but also having another foot in the emergence of the creation of new forms. This creative process does not exist in any other kingdom, we're told, this creative intelligence which the human kingdom is possessed and is said to be our defining quality being the throat center of our planet. And so we're advised to ponder it and see how we can bring forth more fully this creative activity within our own lives and in the life of our planet. Through its means, we ground that which is an essence and we give it form. It's kind of amazing to behold what human beings create and so obviously the creations that evolve out of these different phases of our planetary life, the breaking down, the adaptation, the building anew, each of these times brings a new phase of creative activity. But it would seem that times such as these of breaking down and of entering into the creation of new forms are the most creative. It's said that if we wish to create, we have to be willing to withstand the pain of revelation. The birth experience, as we know, is always preceded by the birth pangs. Christ was grounding a new kingdom of nature in his work at the beginning of the Piscean Age, the kingdom of souls working out through humanity. 
He was the embodiment, we're told, of the word itself, and his life was dedicated to bringing forth that word, that soul within humanity. This is the ultimate creative endeavor, and it certainly presented its challenges. Today, there's so much more light in the world, and as we stand on the verge of the initiation of humanity, we can understand, therefore, why there is such a backlash today and the confusion that all the artists of life, those who are seeking to contribute to this re-sculpting of the world are facing as they attempt to create the needed forms through which the soul can express itself in our world. There's another line from that same ancient passage mentioned earlier that highlights some of the changes that will occur as this new age is ushered in. It states, when the sun progresses into the mansion of the serving man, the way of life will take the place of the way of work. So these ancient passages were, were written eons ago but it seems that this one in particular is explicating this Aquarian age because we are entering into the mansion of the serving man, which is the mansion of Aquarius, the 11th house of group work and group consciousness and group initiation. So it relates to the powerful awakenings within consciousness that will become possible within our world as this age unfolds. Aquarian energy will teach us much about what it means to serve, to give in the true and free sense of the term. But this service activity is not really innate or easy for the Aquarian, for we can tell by the symbol wherein the water pot is heavily burdening the Aquarian server on the shoulders. But this ancient passage, which tells us that we're moving from the way of work into the way of life, is really a reflection, I believe, of our ability through the lessons learned in how to serve more effectively during the influence of this 2160-year cycle of the Aquarian Age will bring us perhaps more closely by its ending to the symbol for the law of service wherein the water pot is effortly balanced upon the top of the head. So that's the goal, moving from the shoulders of the burden of service, the weight into the effortless nature of service under that great law. From this passage, it seems that through the influence of this sign, through the creative appropriation of the life-giving waters of Aquarius, service as a creative way of life will unfold within the human kingdom. And then that which is brought forth will be a reflection of the indwelling soul and will contribute to the awakening of the soul in others. So let's work now with our meditation.
coming together in group fusion. Projecting a line of lighted energy towards the highest center of the spiritual will. We breathe in that energy and we sound together the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by law. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. <clears throat> Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Now hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. and project the bridge of lighted energy to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangles network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere.
as we sound the great invocation, let's repeat each stanza by visualizing the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you everyone. And now we would like to hear from Alicia. I think I just muted you again. I'm sorry, Alicia, if you could unmute your microphone. Hello, Alicia. There Hello. you go. Yes. Hi. <laughs> okay, hi. Hi, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, shall I begin? Yes. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, let's talk about creative meditation as a way of service. Roberto Azagioli said that we have more than 5 million neighbors, not neighbors who live on our street, but our peers, human beings with whom we are united through the modern media and who are actually psychologically close to us. We cannot be free, live with dignity and do our duty as souls if we don't establish right relations with these five billion neighbors, our fellow men, all humanity. We are aware that at present, the whole of humanity is going through a crisis that hinders these correct relations. Since the pandemic that is ravaging our planet is negatively affecting all humans in their personalities, not only on the physical, but also on the emotional and even on the mental level. Demonstrations of physical affection have been limited, producing a feeling of separation that increases with the fear of contagion, and in addition, fear of illness and economic precariousness has been introduced. That causes instability and a condition of struggle for life. Humanity, then, is now undergoing a point of tension that, although painful, will help it take a great step forward. And as we all know, a point of tension is an opportunity for change. The pandemic, together with climate change and the consequences of both, are forcing us to change our attitude towards our behavior with the earth, towards money, entertainment, the way we dress and consume, our eating habits, and so on. It is leading us to expand our consciousness by thinking of the welfare of the planet, treating it with love and gratitude, thinking of the love and respect we owe to the sub subhuman kingdoms, and of course, of the love and respect we owe to our five billion neighbors. But like all major changes, it produces fear. As humans, we are prisoners of our habits, prisoners of living in our comfort zone with our relatives, our friends, and so on. And we find it difficult to free ourselves from that prison. Our duty is then to get rid of dependence from persons, possessions, and status, and establish right relationships based on goodwill, love, and compassion. Uranus, the ruling planet of Aquarius, the era which is now entering, produces change and instability. Uranus' desire is that everything on our planet is correct, that things are new, beautiful, and useful to humanity. And to do this, it destroys everything that is obsolete or useless to human beings. So, if our zone of comfort is not useful anymore for our treading the path, Uranus will take care of taking us out of this comfortable area of our lives. Therefore, 
human beings must have the capacity to adapt and to assume the inevitable change and work in such a way that the whole of humanity can enter into the new culture and future civilization, which we are told we are entering now. As part of the group service, what can we do in this regard? How can we help humanity? What is our service to collaborate in the manifestation of the plan? Einstein is credited with the sentence, you can never solve a problem on the same level as it was created. And in the case of the world servers, we have to rise to higher levels and work from the level of thought and through meditation. With this intention of serving, of serving our group is working with creative meditation. Creative meditation working with the laws and principles of the soul is a legacy from Roberto Asagioli as he responded to a request made by his teacher, the Tibetan, to members of his group of disciples. In Alice Bailey's book, Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 2, pages 231 to 239, we read that the Tibetan requested the establishment of a, I quote, united world group given to unanimous and simultaneous meditation upon the work of preparing the world from the new, for the new order and to establish the knowledge and the functioning of those laws and principles which will control the coming era, the new civilization and the future world culture." End of the quote. Whilst visiting the United Kingdom, Roberto Assagioli, together with a group of co-workers, founded the Group for Creative Meditation, which began to function subjectively on December 21st, 1956. At a meeting in the summer of 1961 in the United Kingdom, attended by many international members of the Group for Creative Meditation, he announced the creation of a three-year training course in creative meditation. Together with Michael Escott and Nancy Mager, they worked out the study sets and the activity for daily meditation, which are still used to this day in the training courses for creative meditation. The founding centers of the International Group for Creative Meditation are the Sandal House Group in the United Kingdom, La Comunità di Etica Vivente in Italy, and Meditation Mount in California. Arising out of this founding initiative, many other groups around the world are now using this creative meditation approach. And as a movement, we continue our work together in preparing the foundations of the emerging new civilization. One of these groups is our Huber Creative Meditation Group in Barcelona, which since uh, 2014 is training students with this three-year 
course. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Alicia. You're involved in such creative work. And so I'm sure our panelists, our guests here would like to share some of their thoughts or some of their um, questions with you. But first, I have a few questions. So yes. why don't we um, start our video cam so we can be seen by one another? Um, sure. Uh, there, no. there you go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, why do you think um, Roberto Assagioli chose the name creative meditation for this project? How is he defining creativity here? Um, I really don't know exactly it, but uh, my feeling, my understanding is that um, he intended to create a group of servers. And uh, this group of servers should create uh, a new order and a new human being by meditating all of them at the same time and simultaneously. So I think this uh, creating of groups and creating of this new order is the, uh, it is why this uh, group is, is told like this. But this is my feeling. I don't really and exactly don't know. Yeah, thank you. Um... Could you tell us a little bit about the type of meditation you use in the work? Yeah, sure. Um, the meditation we use um, has uh, different stages. First of all, we have to bring our mind to a point of stillness in the center of the head. And um, we make an alignment with the soul. After this, we have to concentrate in the purpose, the intention we have with, we have with this meditation. And we need to understand at this moment that we are meditating. It, the word unanimous is very difficult for me in English, I'm sorry. So that's, that's why I say at the same time. Uh, with um, uh, more other groups in our planet, we are working with the same in intention. So we must feel united with this other groups. Then we have a stage of concentration on the purpose, um, on our purpose for this meditation. Uh, then we uh, have a visualization. This visualization uh, has the purpose to uh, train our creative imagination. Um, then the next stage is reflective meditation. The, in this reflective meditation, we use a seed thought. At the beginning of the three-year course, we um, uh, propose seed thoughts for students re related to the so, uh, laws and principles we are working with at that time. But later, we um, stimulate students to create their own seed thought. The purpose of working with a seed thought is to help the mind to empty from previous thoughts. I mean, when you are thinking quite a lot in, in uh, focused in this seed thought, 
the mind is working completely then it arrives in a moment that is completely empty empty it's a uh, it is within a state of what i say nothingness it's empty so when it arrives to this moment of nothingness it's more easy that to go to the next stage which is receptive meditation if you have nothing in your mind then you are aligned and you can connect with uh the formless oh something is happening in my screen it's okay mm -hmm. i don't know okay. what i did here right Oh, there it is. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't touch anything and I, was, I wasn't too sure about this. Mm -hmm. Then uh, you can connect with the world of ideas. You can connect with the higher mind, with the abstract mind. And then you are um, receptive to have the idea related with the purpose of your meditation. Mm -hmm. Then you have to catch this idea and um, built a new form you clothe it you um you build a new form from it and you need to prepare this form in a way that um humanity that other people could can understand it so um you think of it you create a new form and later you just um, put it in the thought aura of the world. I mean, what we are doing is create new thought forms from the idea we have received. And when we put it in the uh, thought aura of the world, we do it as a blessing to humanity. Mm. So we have um, alignment, we have concentration and refusion, we have reflective meditation, receptive meditation and then we have this radiation to the world okay thank you thank you very much maybe we better open it up to some comments a lot a few people are forming triangles and that's great mm -hmm. so please do register them with us um, okay Some people are asking for the word files from the talk, so I yeah. guess they're probably uploaded somewhere by now. Okay. Lots of people wanting to form triangles. Um, Someone, um, Risa asked, what date did Asajoli begin the group? December 21st, what year was that? 1956, is that what you said? 19... Yeah. yeah, 1956. Mm -hmm. I think there is a question here, is it? One of Asajoli suggested esoteric creative meditations is to reflect upon and send forth values and principles of the new age. Those that we cooperate and collaborate with our triangles and the whole triangles network as well as recognizing the love and goodwill in us, then this itself is a powerful way, way to bring about the new age because it brings into consciousness the principles of cooperation, collaboration, love and goodwill. That, that's true what Matthew said. Thank you, Matthew, because I didn't, um, uh, I didn't say after my 
my reading that what we do with this uh, creative meditation is to meditate on these laws and principles of the uh, of the soul and to bring them down to bring them to the understanding of humanity so uh, what you say is like this and thank you very much Andrea is asking, is there a group of creative meditators that work together on a regular basis? <clears throat> uh, if you mean if we um, if we gather to with all the um, world groups together at the same time, we don't. But um, in the different countries, we, we, we really do, for instance, uh, in Spain, in Barcelona, with uh, our students, we do creative meditation and also Sundial House, they do, and I'm sure um, the other centers, they also do. But we, we don't gather all together, if that is what you're asking, we don't gather all together to, to meditate at the same time. We do it subjectively, uh, each time we meditate, we, we connect in Italy. Um, uh, uh, Risa, Risa asks if you could talk a little bit about psychological, astro astrological psychology that you work with. How do you yeah. that work? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, psychological astrology is a legacy of the Hoover family, Bruno and Louise Hoover. Um, both of them, um, besides being astrologers and psychologists, they worked also with um, Roberto Assagioli. In fact, Louis Huber was um, in the creation of the Arcane School in Geneva. So they are very, they are related very much with the Tibetan work. Um, psychological, uh, psychological astrology is directed towards the integration of our personality. It is relation with this um, psychosynthesis, uh, Asajoli psychosynthesis, but working from the astrological uh, point of view. So um, for me, since I began to study myself, psychological astrology is a way of personal growth, of uh, learning about yourself through planets and through figures and also how to integrate your personality, how to reach, um, or how to walk farther in the path. This is, uh, and it's uh, really for me, uh, since we learn it, and while I'm teaching it, um, it's very difficult for me to explain it now in English, everything, but the, the thing is this, it's a, it's a path of, uh, a way of growing, yes. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I should have we, mentioned that anybody who wanted to raise their hand, we can, and share audibly, please just click on your name in the participants box and you can, you can do that. Did you have anything else to say about that? I'm sorry, I, I broke in. Are you asking me, Kathy? Yeah, did you have yeah. anything else? No, I was just explaining this, how we use planets and how we use... When, um, uh, one thing that maybe I should explain about this is because now it's difficult for me to explain everything, is that we work with three charts. 
uh, and these charts are the, the NATO chart, and we use also the node chart, which is the um, um, subconscious or subconscious chart. And then what we um, what we um, name the house chart, which is the way we are modeled by our environment. So we have. Which what we are with the natal chart, what we behave in the in the present, our past, the things we are in in our uh, unconscious with the nodal chart, and the way we are the models by our by our environment, with the house chart. These these three charts help us very much to understand other people's because psychological astrology is helping us very much to understand ourselves through this uh, study and also to understand others. If we know how they are and sometimes why they behave the way we, they do, because we can see it in their no chart and we can see how the environment has changed them. So it's very easy to understand and it's very easy to create a right relationship with other persons because we are able to understand everyone. One of the things that hinders right relationships is that we don't understand others. We try to get, uh, oh, I'm putting on his shoes, but that is not enough. And more of the things we, um, we believe even with, when we are working with creative meditation, more concept, concepts, for instance, goodwill or um, group endeavor or unanimity, sometimes they are only um, um, intellectual things. They don't go to the soul. So one of our work from psychological astrology and creative meditation is to bring it to the soul to understand that we are souls and not to believe all these things, just a concept in the outer world, but really integrate them in us and work from this point of our soul, forgetting our personality, leaving it aside, using it when we need to use it, but working from the soul at every moment of our lives. Thank you. Well, I'm Thank sorry. You. No, no, that's fine. Uh, there's a few more comments here uh, from Heather. Do you see that one? Uh, from Heather. From Heather uh, 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 where can I find She's, more? Is it? She says uh, the stages of meditation. You see that one? Your there are a number of roots. No, the stages of meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. Mm, there are a number of groups in Germany. She's just saying that the stages of meditation you're describing sound a lot like those used in Alice Bailey's from intellect to intuition. And I'm sure they are similar, quite similar. Yeah, sure. Because, <laughs> because I mean, the teachings yeah. are the teachings. It's only yeah. different ways of, of approaching them. But yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So uh, some, how would one go about obtaining such a chart? Uh, connecting with anyone working with psychological astrology. Um, there are lots of people, I mean, the Hoover School um, is teaching in South America or online uh, teachings, but in Germany, there are in England, I mean, everywhere are people uh, working with psychological astrology. Hoover 
psychological astrology. And um, it is, is it necessary to study astrology in order to be consciously guided by psychological astrology? That, that's a, a good question, because in, in, in our teachings, we find that sometimes people who had previously studied astrology find it a bit difficult to integrate psychological astrology because they are more used to predictive astrology, to, to look astrology from uh, at, at the outer or the world point of view. And the Huber method is working from the psychological point of view. So if one really know nothing, knows nothing about astrology, sometimes it's much better if you begin with this method, understanding astrology from the psychological point of view. It's much better sometimes if we know and if you know astrology and you come um, uh, mixed together, it's also okay. But sometimes it's not easy. Well, we have to end now, Alicia. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you so much. And there are many, many more comments. And I can send you a copy of them. For, okay. And I'm sure we all would agree to thank you so much for being with us. And we're going to close now with a moment of silence to link up with all triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you again. Thank you very much to everyone. Thank you. Thank you.